You're listening to the Geekscape Network. Time to fire up the VCR. This one's my favorite. Welcome to Analog Jones in the Temple of Film. I'm Steve. And I'm Matt. And we're going on to number four. It's wearing us down. I feel like we won't make it until I see the big ghouls are back. Woo! Woo! Back again. Yes. Just like just like the Abbeville house, we just never go away. Yeah, we keep coming back. <laughs> once, you, once you invite us in. Yeah, well, sometimes you come back as an evil lamp. And then that would be this film, the Abbeville 4, The Evil Escapes. Hey. Here it is. Oh, you grow. <laughs> Can I see my room, Grandma? Well, Father, it's gone. Look at this. <laughs> Could it be a trick? Maybe it's laying low for now. This is Whoa. ugly. Yeah, that's why it's perfect. Oh, damn. Things oh. sharp. There was a, a standing lamp in this room. What happened to it? Sold or junk. Would anyone have a record? And Helen must have money to burn sending something this big all the way from Long Island. A dozen years ago, evil was simply a concept in my mind. That house in Amityville has changed that concept to reality forever. For 300 years, no one has lived on that ground without tragic consequences. Now I believe that the evil in that house could transmigrate into that lamp. I saw Daddy last night. It was a dream. Or another house. Or another person at the earliest opportunity. Honey, you startled me. You know, you shouldn't mess with the disposal unless you've secured the switch. Yeah, you definitely got something jammed down here. person in its environment. We have to get everyone out of that house now. Stay away from this. This house and all who are in its home. Now, what type of lamp would you be? Oh, God. The Christmas story like is going to be mine. Wow. Yeah, no one's going to suspect the leg from a Christmas story to be haunted. I'll tell you that much. And then where I decided, thinking really hard about it, where my my ghost demon face would appear is right in the little toes. <laughs> oh, man, that's, that's a small ghost face, but it's fine. But it's subtle, right? But it works because it's subtle. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Jackie? I am definitely, I, I'm a tacky lamp. Like, I got dangly bits all over, mm. like... I may have like a couple different spots where you can screw in a light bulb. Like I am definitely a tacky lamp. 
Nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't agree like that. You're like, yeah, yeah, you're a tacky lamp. <laughs> you're one tacky bitch. <laughs> no, I, I'm going like the Amazon connected, uh, you know, oh. connected one. I want to go into the internet. I want to fuck your shit up. Oh All my God, it. it's like, you'd be like a lawnmower man meets uh, Amityville. <laughs> lamp. <laughs> They're like, a uh, lamp on. I'd be like, yeah, go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, a, a, like Amazon like lamp would be terrifying to be haunted. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like the upgrade of the actual original house. Oh man, you would you could screw up their bank account. You could go really far. We got to write this film. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's a smart house horror film, right? There's got to be. No. I know this is okay. Don't laugh at me, but there's a Disney. <laughs> laughing at you, Marissa Judge. Judge Marissa. <laughs> Whatever. Fuck off. <laughs> I 100 percent uh, think there's a horror cartoon by Disney about a modern house. So, well, isn't that the one with Goofy, where like things keep going wrong? No, Mickey. He buys like oh, a really it? fancy house, and then it fucking turns on him. I think I've seen that. Yeah, you probably saw it here with us. Probably. We watch it every Halloween. <laughs> That's what he gets for having Walt Disney's father. <laughs> That's right. And speaking of someone who hates Walt Disney, Matt, what kind of lamp would you be? <laughs> <laughs> I think if I were an evil lamp, I would probably be exactly this lamp from this movie. Uh, I think nothing represents me more than a shitty direct-to-video sequel lamp as as like a representative of who I would be as a lamp version of myself. So I'm taking the exact lamp from this movie. Wow. Okay. So you're going to infect an old woman's finger and then kill her? Well, I didn't say I was going to behave the same way. Oh, you're I a just, terrible human. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to look the same way. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what my like chaos that I'm going to cause is going to be. I feel like it'd just be annoying. I feel like that'd be really fun just to be in somebody's house and just like, you know, not work, but work sometimes, you know, turn on randomly in the middle of the night, you know, just, just kind of just, uh, nagging this little annoying lamp. I feel like that would be me as a lamp. Just like your Trump 2020 sign. This is all going to be a bad idea. <laughs> Hang outside your window. I told you if you can get up three flights of stairs, you could put whatever fucking sign you want in my window because it's a, it's a bit of a trek up here. So all right, all the listeners, I threatened Matt with climbing up his window and putting a Trump 2020 sign in his window, but not in his window, just just like on the brick so he couldn't see it. So if you have a giant ladder, help a brother out. Because <laughs> nothing would be the great. Oh, my gosh, especially where we live in Chicago. Amazing. But the only thing I could think of better is having a Patty Duke starring TV film. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And uh, anyone uh, ever watched the Patty Duke show? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like Nick at Night when I was oh, a kid. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> Finally. Because when I asked Sarah, she had no idea what I was talking about. I was like, Patty Duke show. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I got like all of like the education on like all those old black and white sitcoms and all that stuff. That was all Nick at Night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that, that's where her cousin was like from the big city. And she was from like, they, they were, they looked exactly the same, but had two different personalities, I think. Their cousin, identical cousin, something, something. Yeah, I don't know. Hell yeah. So she takes on like an Emily Gilmore vibe in this movie that I, the the, like Patty Duke's character, or is it the grandma? The grandma? No, it was Patty Duke's character. No, no, but their their characters have the exact same personalities as the daughter and mother of Gilmore Girls, one of the greatest shows of all time. Agreed. And Matt, clearly you didn't say anything, so you're an awful person. I never seen it. 
Well, why don't you go kick some puppies? Because you're terrible. Because <laughs> yeah, that's the kind of person who doesn't watch Gilmore Girls. <laughs> I don't watch a lot of TV. I'm too busy watching this shit all the time. <laughs> fucking movies. I'm on like seven goddamn podcasts and I gotta watch all these movies all the time. It's true. It gets time consuming. Jesus Christ. How many other podcasts, John? I only know about two. I know. I'm just kidding. I've, I've guessed, I guess I'm talking about guesting on movies. Not only are you a terrible person you kick puppies, but you lie to me. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I mean, this is really mounting. Yes. Can you explain to me why you hate the Gilmore? Uh, because uh, I don't even I don't even have a snarky comeback. For it, so. <laughs> Speechless. We did it, girls. We defeated the back. <laughs> Must be sad to not have not have a heart, Matt. I'm sorry about that. that rough. <laughs> I'm sorry, not girls. Intelligent women. <laughs> I, I prefer girls. Keeps me young. <laughs> Dame skirts, broads. We're used to yeah, it. It's we're fine. fine. <laughs> I often smack Marissa on the butt and tell her she does a good job. <laughs> I kind of want to call some people skirts because I've like never, I was never part of that era. Like skirts, really? Man, we'd be cool if oh, we did that. Oh no, I like late 90s, I got super into the whole swingers thing and like absolutely referred to people, like referred to women as like broads and skirts and dames, like trying to sound cool in casual conversation. Yeah. Speaking of lack of a moral compass, <laughs> <laughs> we get this Petty Duke starring TV, I guess Jane Wyatt. Is it her name Jane Wyatt? Either way, both of them are known for TV. Yeah. And uh, we get this. I don't quite know why this came out in television. Uh, I'll be honest. I couldn't find anything on it. And I'm lazy, so I stopped researching. So I'm going to assume they had a script for an evil lamp. They couldn't figure out how to get it out. And they're like, let's just attach Amityville to it. Genius. And then thus begins the cursed object portion of the entire rest of the series. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because it's, it, what? There's a lamp, there's a clock, there's a dollhouse. There's a mirror in one of them. Oh, the mirror. Yes. yes that's mm-hmm. the other one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, writers just, uh, they're, they're just grasping for straws after, you know, pretty much this opens up the grasping for straws on a script. What do you got? Uh, you got, a, you got a, a mirror? Sure, I'll use it. Uh, a clock? Yep. Old people got clocks. That'll work. <laughs> uh, what I don't understand is if I'm the demon or evil or whatever you want to call me, why am I taking so long to leave the house? Oh, well, maybe because the exorcism came and you didn't think the priest would have the balls to do it. Oh, don't get me started on the priest in this movie because I fucking hate him. But yeah, we could talk about that later. But yeah, no, you're right. I guess they exorcised him, so he had no choice. Is that what I'm to believe? Yeah, maybe he couldn't. He couldn't face like six priests. Apparently, I'm referring to the house as like a ye. I don't know why, but uh, <laughs> the the evil in the house couldn't take on six priests. Apparently, that was too many. So he hid in the lamp. So they hid in the lamp. <laughs> so what I find interesting about the series is the first one, the priest couldn't get help from the other priests. In the second one, the priests couldn't get the help from priests. In the third one, they kind of just avoid priests. And then this one, they're like, oh, priests are all together. We got to exercise this. What happened between 1982 and 1989 where they're like, yeah, priests are cool with exorcism? Just needing to get that fucking spirit in that lamp so they can make a TV movie about it already. <laughs> yeah, so it's all script driven. <laughs> it's convenient scripting, I believe. Uh, the Catholic Church, they've got other things, fish to fry. So they're like, yeah, fine, use an exorcism. I don't give a shit. 
Just keep us out of the news for the you know what with little boys. <laughs> oh yeah, no, take the heat off of us. And here's a spooky evil lamp over here. Look at the lamp. Look at the lamp. Yeah, distract him. So what you're saying is Catholicism is the first Trump. Well, yeah, absolutely, hundred yeah. <laughs> <laughs> percent. I don't. I don't think you're going to get any disagreements from this uh, panel here today. <laughs> Someone out there is going to have their uh, jaw drop. <gasps> it's the person who's never heard this show before. <laughs> yeah. Let them clutch their pearls. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, I want some pearls. Uh, yeah, we get into this. Does Had anyone seen this before this? No. No. <laughs> I had seen this. I, I rent this one. My video store had this one. They only had like a random scattering of like a couple of these Amityville movies. But the, my video store growing up had this one. So I, I unfortunately did see this before. And then I knew going in, I was like, fuck, I gotta watch this movie again. <laughs> so you're the true monster in this podcast because you actually saw this. Yes. I'm impressed. I'm, I, I'll be honest. I, I didn't think, I don't know, one out of 100 people have seen this. It, you know, it wasn't like a like a thing that I was like, oh, man, I can't wait to see the one with the lamp. I was just, my video <laughs> store had it. And, you know, you just, you watched what they had. I went through that horror section. So uh, I just happened to have seen this one. <laughs> Yeah, this is such an interesting one because it, it gets made fun of a lot in like the small groups of horror. And now I didn't know about that until I started doing light research where they're like, I saw this in top 10 inanimate objects, horror films, or I can't remember what they said, but this made like number four. So there's actually worse, folks. It could have been worse. Can we talk about the real hero of this film and the person who this film should have been focused on? And that is the delightful sister who's all about a good gag because to me she's the best character in this film so she's the oldest sister right oh no you're talking about the the uh the aunt the aunt right i call her grandma aunt no i think i think her name is helen i think i remember that okay and because my note is helen rocks and when i'm old i want to be helen like i want to send you shit i like, have the same note <laughs> like i i want to find some random shit and be like this is terrible and ugly and you know, promotes the patriarchy. I'm sending it to Marissa. <laughs> no, 100%. I was like, girl, I am here for that gag. Yeah. And I think it's awesome. Like, it was such a good, like, do, like plot device to the credit of whoever fucking wrote this thing. Like, I was, like, so here for that. Like, if I was in this, if you're in Goodwill and that lamp is there for 20 bucks, you're buying it. Oh, yeah. Right? Both of them, for their age, were in very good shape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason in the 90s, we felt like eliminating every possible chance of having a human form with our clothing. They were wearing layers and layers of crap. It's how I'm dressed right now, so fuck off, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, there is, it comes at a certain point that, like, maybe you shouldn't wear the third jacket. <laughs> no, it's, oh, the third jacket's always a good idea yeah. when you're old, man. What if it gets yeah, chilly? Yeah, Jane Wyatt looked so comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, I am counting the years yeah. till I can dress like yeah. that. Yeah, you know what, Steve? They're dressing for comfort, not for you. Yeah. Okay, put it back in your pants. <laughs> Finally, you found out that I love old TV actresses. I'm so attracted to them. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I just, because I looked at it and I'm like, man, this is so 90s. Like, this was a 90s thing. Like, we dress for comfort now more than ever because a lot of us work from home. But I mean, like, it seems like. Someone thought them out. I, I feel like in the 90s, they're like, layer it, layer it, go another layer. One more to be safe. Another turtleneck, just in case. Yeah, it was just outrageous. Like she had that giant frumpy jacket. That's what my mom calls everything that like doesn't fit you right. Frumpy. frumpy. My frumpy, mom yeah. too. <laughs> 
So I don't know what that is. I don't know if that's a 70s term or an 80s term. But I, it, it, it lasted with me. I call everything frumpy. I do too. I yeah. say frumpy. Oh, gross. And then it's probably something where our kids make fun of No one calls it frumpy anymore, mom. Oh my God. I use words that I assume are still relevant and my kids are like, the hell are you talking about? Like, even like if I say like, dude, they're like, no, he says dude, mom. Like, it's ridiculous. And then you can be like, fuck you. We just had a third of Bill and Ted. So, so everybody's about to start saying dude again. <laughs> so why don't you educate yourself? Can we also talk about how sassy she was with the fucking delivery driver guy? Yeah. When she basically like propositioned him and then he fucking sassed her. <laughs> I'm here for her and she's my my hero in this film. Yeah. She's a spirit animal. She, she is. is. She's, uh, that's, I aspire to many things that she had. <laughs> the the best couple in this entire film is, is the aunt grandma and her friend. <laughs> I agree. They have the best relationship. Because they're like the golden girls. I'm like, I want to watch that show right now. <laughs> I don't even care about these kids in this lamp. I want to watch that show. Yep. I wish they would have stayed with her the whole film. Yeah. (laughs) And then sadly, they kill her. Like, I don't even know at what point she dies, but I do remember feeling the most impact in the movie when that happens. I'm like, no. What was she going to wear tomorrow? (laughs) (laughs) Same. Uh, Anyway, so that'll end it this week. (laughs) We just covered the only characters matter. No. Uh, we've never seen this, so let's describe the box art here for walking down the video store aisle. And you know what? I don't honestly know when this came out in video because this was a TV movie. But it did have VHS, and there are two of them, and they're kind of interesting. The first one is based off the book cover, and that is where the house with the creepy windows, you're looking up, the doors coming out, you know, like being open from the inside. You see a yellow glow. Same thing with the windows. And you get Amityville, the evil escape. No, Amityville 4, the evil escapes. Then we have another VHS cover where it is like a purple blue sky, but they don't focus on the old house. They show the new one. And it has like the, the sub, not tagline, but like a tag, almost paragraph of from the creators of the original Amityville. All in caps, just in case you forget. Comes the most terrifying chapter. Dot, dot, dot. Amityville 4, The Evil Escapes. And the father has a crucifix with Jesus on it behind him. But it's all like white. It doesn't have its own colors. So a uh, nice value contrast there. And then the DVD. And I think this is what most people know it from, from like streaming it on. I can't remember if it's Tubi or is it Prime? I think it was Tubi. Yeah, I watched it on Tubi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is where the little girl is in the uh, the foreground, and she's, you know, sitting Native American style. See, uh, crisscross applesauce, please. Oh, crisscross applesauce. Yes. <laughs> I'm I'm uh, confused, so I know it's not. You can't say Indian style anymore. And then I was like, oh, it's Native American Native style. American style. And, and then someone said, no, 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 you're still wrong. And I'm like, well, I give up. I give up. Fuck it. <laughs> crisscross applesauce is. I heard that uh, from. Yeah, someone else in school. And I was like, what? It's, yeah, every teacher gets taught never to call it Indian style. Well, that's <laughs> why I said Native American style. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying. You know He's what? Like, yeah. You're trying, Steve. You're trying. I'm you know, hitting the middle ground here. People sit on here. the floor and go, <laughs> you know, like he's trying. He just can't. He Either way, it's it. too long. We need to come up with a shorter freaking title for it. <laughs> just sit leg cross style. That's leg crossedly. Cool. Indigenous people style. <laughs> Indigenous. 
It's amazing because I, I know older people, they will say the most inappropriate things. I can't wait till I'm that old where I have no idea things are inappropriate. You mean you can't call them lesbian bags anymore? <laughs> like, first of all, Grandpa, no one's ever called them that. And second of all, put on your diaper. You stink. And, and, and third of all, take off one of those fucking jackets. <laughs> Four jackets is in, kids. <laughs> um, a four jacket grandpa, what can I say? Uh, now that we've destroyed our entire uh, podcast here with inappropriate comments. Uh, <laughs> I, I honestly didn't know. I'm glad the crisscross applesauce. I don't know why we decided to call it that, but I guess it's better than the alternative. Uh, yeah, so there are four to this one. The girl sitting in front. You've got the pre the preacher in the middle, but he's all like kind of like black, shadowy, and then the background you have the old Amityville house. This DVD cover doesn't make much sense or Blu-ray cover because they're never really in the house. False advertising. <laughs> That's right. What is wrong with them? But I mean, you're gonna pull people in on the old iconic view of the house, so I get that. I you know this is just an interesting uh, release because it was a TV movie. And I don't, I, I just think people went, they use their own creative freedom on everything. Because they're like, what are you going to do? It's a TV movie. We don't care. To be fair, like the the mid to late 80s was this kooky time of like crazy decent for, for what they were made for TV horror movies. Like I have a whole book about it and it, it's always like you'd be shocked how many really decent midnight hour. Really I was going to say, decent. when did the midnight hour come out? Because that's hands down our favorite <laughs> favorite one yeah so like i kind of get why they might have thought that that was the better avenue was to have a big release on like you know abc on a saturday night like i could see how at that time that might have been a good marketing well, and look at all the the stephen king miniseries that oh, happened yeah, on tv yeah. those were all major tv events yeah yeah this was back in the day 70s 80s 90s they spent money on tv movies because right? it was a big deal yeah so i mean i i don't know for the time it might have made sense like i can see why and then like you can lure in people like Patty Duke because it's a TV movie. No, and I agree with what Matt said. Like, there was obviously a script written, and they were like, well, what else can we do to kind of punch this up and call it Amityville? We'll put the house in the beginning. You know, yeah. like, let's shoehorn in the Amityville hook and then make some money. Hey, Matt, fuck you for convincing Jackie that you said that. <laughs> it was you. It was me. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. I thought Matt said it. No, no, blame Matt. It's Matt's fault. It's always my fault. It's just... <laughs> I'll just take it. I feel like Matt has taken a lot of abuse over the last two episodes. I'm not going to blame Matt for that. Well, that's because Matt's the most like calm, nicest person I've ever met. It's ridiculous. That's yeah, and that's exactly why. (laughs) I'm sorry, Matt. I got a target on me. It's all good. (laughs) He's sitting there. He's sitting there over there, like feeding, uh, you know, like puppies that are about to be adopted. (laughs) Like, like, damn it, Matt! Even when you're doing something I love, I hate. (laughs) I'm kidding. I just, I just love to give him shit. I like, it. I like it. I like getting shit. It makes me feel special. <laughs> Speaking of shit, it's not this film. I tell you, best best film I've ever watched. <laughs> uh, I, I want it. But when we were talking about TV movies, I want to get back to that. Like, I feel like there is a little bit more uh, respect in having a TV movie than going direct to video. Like, considering mm-hmm. that the first three were theatrical, to go then to be TV, I feel like that's like the next step down. I feel like in 1989, uh, uh, like to be direct to video 
just meant that you were like bargain basement. So like having a TV movie added an extra layer of class to this series, you know, to this movie in the series yeah. uh, instead of going direct to video. But uh, yeah, and then that's why Patty Duke, like you guys were saying, that's why Patty Duke is in this and agreed to do this. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Plus, you know, she did the ultimate thing that an actress can never do. She turned 40. It was rough. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, why would you even make that choice? <laughs> it's it's so awful to see all these actresses throughout the time. Now it's more about like older people can't get roles, but luckily that has changed. But the 90s, 80s and 90s were just the absolute fucking worst stories I've ever heard about, you know, especially actresses turning 40. It's just the worst because it was controlled by all horrific white men. And that's why I want to go back to 1981 and uh, be the richest man on earth because I know I'm white. Uh, no, terrible, <laughs> terrible. It's it's awful. It's awful to hear all these stories, and I make the joke because it's so bad. I have to make myself laugh or I cry. Yeah, no, same. When I think about it, it's it's such a bummer that you're right. The only thing we could do is kind of be glad that it's it's starting to. I, I mean, not really, but maybe starting to get better. But it's fucking atrocious. And then like just to get such a fucking shit script with a. Like, I, I don't know about you guys, but I was almost, like, mad for Patty Duke. Because having grown up with the Patty Duke show, having, like, some semblance of respect for her, I was like, no, no, girl, why are you doing this movie? Like, and then to think of, like, just how fucking shitty they wrote the grandma. What a cold-hearted bitch she is in this film, right? Yeah, kind of grandmas get this role, like, they almost always have to be, like, if the man is still in the picture, then they have to be the shitty mother of the son where they're like oh and they treat the wife like shit but in this it's the other way like oh well you know the father died so now the mother has to be a shithead like i grandmas if they have if they live or are helping the younger generation they have to be a shithead they can't just be like great grandma grandpa you know though if i come down the stairs jesus christ and my grandson is like brandishing a chainsaw. Okay, all right. Yeah. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. You're going from zero to 100 here. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. This guy's a little shit. No one likes him. <laughs> like, oh, just, 100%. In this movie, uh, I wrote, this is my terrible, horrible note. And I'll start it off. I'll, I'll throw the gauntlet, the first one. I said, wow, is this kid a joke present from the from <laughs> Grandma Aunt too? Jackie, do yours next because you're just good too. Okay. So it's in a similar vein. And this is great because none of us knew that we all specifically wrote a note about this kid. But I said that he is the human equivalent of a garbage pail kid. (laughs) (laughs) My note is, and this is again, I'm a bad person and I would never like just a circle of trust, safe space here. He's kind of like a special needs Rick Astley. And he's kind of reminds me of, yeah, of just like a a human trash can. Like it's just, just. he really, I was really uncomfortable. I, but but I, it's okay. I'm not a bad person because I prefaced in my notes by writing, can I be mean? And then I wrote all this horrible stuff. Like, I don't know who I was asking permission. Is that like the equivalent of in all respect? Right. <laughs> I'm not respect. a racist, but. but yeah. Can I be mean? Because I'm giving myself permission. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Matt, no. did you uh, write anything? Yeah, about this. Ki- I did about this. Ki- oh, about, yes. Uh, yes. It's a complete sweep. This is Peter. From uh, Puppet Master 3. So I was Mm -hmm. excited to see him in this because I obviously love those movies. So I was like, hey, Peter's in this. Cool. 
uh, and found out he's 25 years old here in yeah. this movie. He no, is playing a kid, yes, and he, he made a career of playing kids, uh, apparently. Uh, but yeah, he's like an adult in this movie, which is also hilarious. And you can tell when they do the close-ups of his hands when he's grabbing the chainsaw, he's got like man hands, which is hilarious. He does. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. So his name is Aaron Eisberg, and I'm glad that you know I wrote a mean note. And then I shared it with the Jersey Ghouls and we were back and forth because I, I learned about his life. He's actually, so he was born with one functioning kidney. Don't make me feel bad for him now, Steve. He had to have two uh, kidneys replaced. He ended up starring in Star Trek Deep Space Nine as a Ferengi named uh, Rog. He's a, he's the, the little. Very little makeup was needed, incidentally. Oh, <laughs> ouch. Yes, but. He turned out to be a great guy. He had a podcast of his own. So he's one of us uh, called like the Ferengi three or and he also did stand up, you know, with Jeffrey Combs. Like this guy was a fantastic. He raised money. Is he dead? Is that why we're talking about him in the past? Yes, he is. He died. He died two years later after eloping a year later. So he eloped 2017. He eloped with his uh, wife and then he died in 2018. But um, he had a, a fantastic life where he raised awareness for, you know, a lot of things, uh, especially with kidney transplants. And he had a podcast and he did stand up. He was a terrific guy. But he took full advantage of his odd shape. You, you guys really invite me on, make me talk shit about someone and then do an entire spiel where I you talk about what you a good the person he is. No, I fuck you off. In the messenger. <laughs> That's it. Matt, you're Jackie the only one Jackie, I like anymore. Jackie is, Jackie is a witness. I, war, I warned, well, right? I didn't know you. I walked right into this one. I didn't know you were then going to be like, well, he changed the world of kidney awareness forever, and Marissa. Go back and look at like, the messages. No, I refuse. Um, <laughs> Because I thought, I listen, I thought we were going to make jokes about him being in Star Trek. I thought we were going to have fun with it. I didn't know we were going to like have a memoriam episode. Why don't we Why don't we just talk about him all episode? Well, he's a wonky looking dude and he took advantage of it. <laughs> and he's so nice. It fucking it drives me nuts. I listen to his podcast. He's fantastic. Low hanging fruit, dude. We took it. We took the bait. We all prefaced our conversation with we're terrible people. Right, right. But. Matt, I expected better from you. I'm a little disappointed. <laughs> if I had money every time somebody said that to me on a podcast. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. So also, he needs to learn how a chainsaw works because I'm fairly Well, confident. the director needs to also learn how a chainsaw works. So I'm like, that's. Not even close. Fine. No way. This demon shouldn't have had that much power. It should have been a little bit of power. It should have been like the leprechaun where like he had a little power for a little bit and then it like just went shit before he got his pot of gold where he got all of his powers back. Because I was like, this this demon is full powered in a shitty lamp? No, that's not fair. That's not how this should have worked. You should have changed your script a little bit. And maybe I'm going to talk really strong about how bad the script is because some people will forget how much I made fun of Aaron. <laughs> um so th- so yeah change the subject go yeah, quick yeah <laughs> so my big my biggest gripe too is is just how the family is their relationships are all so fucking stupid because like if you want me to care about this absurd lamp and this absurd family can you make someone like somebody i can root for because there was not a god first of all the grandmother was a total bitch like if i if i'm hanging out with my grandkids and i come downstairs and my bird is dead i'm not gonna be like you mother 
fuckers. Bird, you toasted my bird, right? Like she totally <laughs> thought they did it. She totally thought Rick Astley yeah. did it. Yeah, she thought everybody did everything. Like she thought that they came in and just ruined her life. And she's like, and she was the one who probably invited them to stay there. Like, <laughs> and like your daughter is grieving the loss of her husband, and you're being a total see you next Tuesday. And then to even worse, dude, the scene, the to me the most horrifying scene in this entire film. Is when Patty Duke, the girl, comes begging to sleep with her. And she's like, nah, go back to your bed. You suck it up. Your father died. You're fine. You're you're fucking traumatized. Go. You're fine. Get back to bed. <laughs> like, there's so many moments of, like, inhu- Like, I don't know if the people who wrote the script never had kids or never had another human being they connected with or what. But, fuck, it was brutal to watch this film. It was looking at it from, like, a 70s view where they're like, oh, she's, you know, she's messed up in the head. Oh, I don't know. Give her some drugs. Like, how about you... Bring in, I don't know, someone who's a professional that can deal with this? What? I I felt like whoever wrote this script wrote it many years before, before we started to respect that, you know, like, yeah, the brain's kind of something that needs some help, too. Uh, people aren't just crazy when shit's happening. And it's just like, yeah, your father died, you're fine. Get over it. <laughs> no, that's a good point, man. I guess it is a sign of the times, because when we were all kids, you're right. They were way less likely to give a shit what we were feeling. <laughs> Well, no, because if you went to a therapist, you were fucked up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it didn't have anything to do with life being hard or you know something in your past is affecting you now. They're like, nah, you're fucked up. You're broken. <laughs> I just like that. That is something definitely too. being raised in like not quite the suburbs, but not quite super rural farms where there was a stigmatism about seeking mental health. Yeah. Or, you know, like something that could help your brain. Your brain doesn't need a Band-Aid. You're fine. Yeah. Like back then, like, you know, talking late 80s, when you're, you know, if something's wrong with you, you just get that pink amoxicillin stuff that tastes real good. Yeah. And then you're fine. You yeah. just, pre- they prescribe that shit for everything. So you got, you know, you're sad that your dad died. Here's some amoxicillin. <laughs> well, I'm surprised they didn't give her a bunch of drugs and stick her in the attic like the lamp. So here's my confusion with this. Like, so... Is she supposed to be unhinged and like having a breakdown or is she possessed or is she both? Because like, because like at the beginning, you know, she seems that she's like slightly unhinged. They said that like she's reverted back to like being like a five-year-old again, but then like she becomes possessed by the lamp. What, the poor girl's Carol Ann? Yeah. I, you know what? I don't know. I don't know if she's like possessed by the lamp or she's just seeing her dad in the lamp and that convinces her. Does she actually ever do anything bad? To yeah. skip, well, to skip to the end, like when the lamp finally gets destroyed, she's like, uh, what happened? Was I sleeping? Like she doesn't remember any of the shit that like she freaked out and had a meltdown because daddy's a lamp. I'd call bullshit too. I'd be like, you fucking remember. <laughs> Don't play that game with me. No, that's a fair question. And I think a little bit of everything. Yeah. A little, bit of, a little yeah. column A, a little column B. Yeah. Can we, can we please circle back to that motherfucker, the priest? Because <laughs> he really pisses me Yo, off. Yo, who is film. he? I recognize that butt chin. He does have a butt chin, yeah. If it's not Travolta, I'm not, t- I'm not interested. Dude, you can have Travolta. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants Travolta. Uh, Matt and I have a running thing. If John Travolta's at a party, we're on the other end paying attention, never leaving our eyes off him. <laughs> yes. You know where he is at all times. Because <laughs> fuck that guy, he scares the shit out of me. But I don't want to talk to him. I don't want to look. I don't want to speak yeah. to him. I don't want to look at his eyes. But I need to know where he is at all times. His chin wants to talk to you. <laughs> but no, who is this guy? Because I I recognize this guy. Uh, Frederick Lean. 
Uh, he's been in a lot. Um, he started, you know, TV movies and everything. You know, then he started to get a little bit bigger. Ro- well, he didn't get bigger roles. He started to get roles in bigger movies like Men in Black. Well, he's the agent at the beginning with the that gets covered in slime. That's where you guys probably remember him from. Mm. Men in Black at the beginning of the movie. Well, he was the pilot in Con Air. That's where I know him from. He's in Dark Knight Rises. He's in Zero Dark Thirty. Yeah, he's definitely he in the Greatest Showman. He's definitely that guy from the. He's that guy from that thing. But yeah, yeah the pilot from Con Air is where I can place him. He's actually well known in Hollywood from a, a lot of really famous directors and writers, and they love to use him, but they never use him as a big role. He's just he just keeps getting credits. He keeps getting jobs. He keeps getting paid, and good for him. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. If you can keep going as a working actor. Oh, shit. He was on CSI, too. Oh, there we go. That's cute. He's got a lot of TV credits. I just, I cannot believe that he legit just runs bails. Like, I've never, I got to give them credit for really making the the trope of the priest who helps even worse and more painful. Because I didn't think it could be possible. But this guy being a little bitch, really like, like at the beginning where he just books it and shit like that, upset me. Like, yeah, he comes back and helps. But she had to go get him. He ended up in the hospital. He didn't book it. He he had to go to the hospital. Oh, he was fine. He didn't go back and help them either, though. Right? Like, you know what's happening. You know the lamb is possessed. You literally watched the other one get infected and die from the fucking paper cut she got on it. If he was in such belief, the demon, the devil, whatever was in the lamp, it annoys me that he's just like, he had to get permission to go. Right. Like, you know what? If you're a, if you're a tool of God, get your fucking ass to California. Right, do the right thing. I mean, he ends up going, but... To be honest, I don't remember if he ever does anything for the family. That was another note I have. He never actually is any sort of like catalyst for anything that happens. Like, really, what do they do? They unplug it at the end and then it's over? Like, well, I no, the grandma, it... th- the, the grandma throws it out the window. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, women prevail. That's yeah. true. She, that's yeah, true. fucking bitch grandma becomes she, our final girl. I know. She's like, I'm sick of all these motherfucking lamps in this motherfucking house. She's, she's like, like, I just want my social security check and for you fucking kids to get out. I can't hear my wheel of fortune for fuck's sake. Like, that's all she wanted in life. And I, I get it. And her and her servant, her white servant that comes, <laughs> I don't get this. Is this, is this a cleaner? Is this a friend? What the fuck that's, is this? That is a woman who clearly has, like, dementia and she stole her. <laughs> Like I am convinced. You know, there, there's a lot of ridiculousness in the mis- movie where we find a, a bird or a parrot or whatever the fuck it is <laughs> in a toaster oven. We, we, you know, we have thirsty teenage girl who's looking to bang anyone with a letterman's jacket on. Who I do wonder if she still banged him even though he lost his hand because she is thirsty. That's a that's a pity. Yeah, that's a pity bang right there. Yeah. I and and I'm here for it personally. Yeah. <laughs> And, and another thing, I don't know if you guys, if anyone caught this, she goes from scene to scene wearing a bra and not wearing a bra. I'm just curious if anyone caught that, because I sure did. Well, I often like to keep everybody on their toes. <laughs> I just sometimes just jump in. But do I ever boom? Did that actress just like, hey, it'd be funny if I didn't wear a bra this scene. <laughs> <laughs> they, were, they were like, you know what would be great for this scene? Take off your bra. <laughs> I didn't notice that because I'm not a creeper, but uh, I think it's hysterical. <laughs> I'm a fucking creeper. She was a 24-year-old 20, playing a 60. Can we also talk about the fact that the plumber guy died from, like, the black tar and nobody gave a shit? <laughs> like, his body's definitely still down there to oh, this yeah. day. Yeah, no one's just like, where's the plumber? Well, 
you know, nothing got fixed, so he didn't do a good job. When you have servants, you often forget to count them and remember how many are alive and dead. I mean, I hear, I can imagine that. Well, somehow the magic evil lamp was able to invisible drive the plumber's van away. <laughs> After it shat tar on him. <laughs> like, I understand the connection no pun intended, but I understand the connection of the lamp being able to control the phones and like the iron. Like I get that like it's when appliances attack because it's all plugged into the wall. Like I'll get that concept. I, it's a stretch, but I will accept it. the chainsaw it. wasn't pl- isn't no, plugged in. No, the chainsaw in. and the van. Like how do those two things, how do you control the van? In 1989 and 1990. Everyone knows that ghosts can control gas-powered vehicles. It's the maximum over. It's maximum overdrive all over again. <laughs> ACDC and Stephen King running amok. Yeah. yeah. One of the most '80s moments to me in the film too was when they were like to the girl. They were like, "Hey, watch your siblings for me." One of them's like possessed. The other one's catatonic. And the girl without a bra <laughs> is like, "Okay, you got. Are you guys gonna be back?" Night or like it's the most 80s thing in the world for the parents for shit to go down just hey watch your watch your brother like yeah. my if i had a nickel for every time we were just left alone to our own devices but oh, in yes. the midst of a possession oh, yeah. slash murder slash they're like hey watch your siblings real quick i'm gonna go oh, take yeah. care of this no the big one watch the little one little one watch the big one like that's how it was in my house Absolutely. you know my mom entrusted my brother to babysit me because he was a couple years older and really babysit equals beat the shit out of Jackie with the hose of the vacuum. <laughs> and then she cries and calls her mom. And then your parents have to call it a night and come home early. Like, yeah, that's babysitting, right? All I heard, <laughs> all I took from that was you were a fucking snitch. <laughs> dude, you, did your brother never beat you with the hose of the vacuum? Oh, but I, I didn't snitch. I didn't call my parents. <laughs> I, uh, I still have a scar to this day of when my brother used the uh, broom downstairs, which had, was like one of those metal aluminum ones. And the tip of it no longer had the the rubber tip. So he used it as a javelin to hit me in the forehead. Still have a scar from that. And I'll tell you what that's from. That's when my dad left to go get beer for 10 minutes. And I somehow (laughs) got a scar from my life. Uh, I love to remind my dad of that. I go, hey, remember when you left for go go get beer with the uncle? Yeah. No, like, I feel bad for my mom. Because, like, even after school... Like, Brian had to watch me for a grand total of, like, one hour in between when we got home and my mom got home from work. And somewhere at, like, the 30-minute mark, I always called her crying. Because, like, the time that Brian told me about the monster in the closet and warned me about it, and he's like, I'll protect you, don't worry. And then put a pillowcase over my head and shoved me into that closet. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I snitched. Hell, yeah, I snitched. But I can tell you, all of us are alive. Doing well and have our own jobs. So yeah, that's true. And now it just sucks because it's like my kids, my kids, the lag between them getting home and me getting like home are like 20 minutes and I still have to pay obscene amounts of money for like aftercare. It's just such a different world that it blows. Yeah. Like our parents were smart, man. They saved so much money just being like, just don't kill each other. Good luck. I'll yeah. be back. In, <laughs> I'll be back tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Like they would like fill a dog bowl with fucking Cheerios and go on their merry way. No, our only rule was don't eat all the Dunkaroos at once. Because, <laughs> dude, you couldn't trust us. A box only came with six. So we actually had a rule: if you draw blood, do it outside. Oh, there you go. It's four boys. It was fucking mayhem. I can't even imagine. Uh, I can't. No, you know what though? I slightly can because I was the only girl among all of my cousins. We all lived in the same town. We all hung out together all the time. I was the only girl for the first 10 years. So I was surrounded by a bunch of gross, smelly, rough boys. 
She said bitterly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, was that bitter? I was like, this might get good. <laughs> like, now I know why you like boobies. It's all you heard. That's <laughs> all I grew up with. Seriously. No, it was. I, I, I had to be a tomboy or I would have been ostracized from, like, everything, you know? If I didn't play the sports with the boys, if I didn't, you know, chuck micro machines off the deck at other people, you know, if I if I didn't play their game then I didn't get to play at all. So yeah, that's definitely, I think a lot of the shape of who I am today is because of that. Does anyone remember when Matt was in this podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, only child. I'm just sitting out here. (laughs) I was thinking about you. I go, he's got no stories when his brother was a fucking asshole. I was just left alone. I just left. (laughs) It's just like, figure it out. (laughs) I can't tell if that's better. That was the 80s and 90s, and I'm sure I'll be on it. I, you know, you know, the news is constantly surrounding us with uh, everyone's going to kill you at every moment and uh, you're dead. There's no point in living. So, of course, you leave your kids with like RoboCop. (laughs) Pretty much at this point. Like, how much does it cost? I don't care. Just protect them with a gun. Seriously. Like, I am so, and I've said this multiple times in this podcast, I'm so happy I grew up. When I grew up, I really am. I got to do whatever the fuck I wanted. Yeah. And yeah, it was in the woods and I could have died, but damn it, at least I learned independence. Yeah, it's so weird. Like, and when the kids do shit that we used to do and was totally normative, it's like, like a perfect example. My kids were playing on like a trail behind our pool club last night and it was dark. And I was like, oh my God, they're going to get murdered back there. So and like no other parent was even remotely worried. And it's just, it's so different. I feel like it's just different now. You can't just let your kids, this isn't Stephen King, a Stephen King novel. They're not going to run off and play in a ditch. Like it's not, it's just different now. And it's like, you worry so much more, especially because the world is basically on fire. So it's like, you don't want them out of your sight. You know, it's hard. I miss those days. I wish I could be cooler about that stuff. And I really wonder it's, it's because, you you know, Matt and I have talked about this with uh, a few guests and throughout our podcast. If the little world is eliminated, so you don't have trust of anything in it, you know, anymore. Because mm. we all used to live in little worlds because we didn't have our phones connected to our hips reminding us that like, shit's gonna get fucked up soon. Yeah, no, it's true. It's I hate to be like the old lady yelling at the clouds, but the technology really fucked it up. No, no, no. Be, be that person. We are the old men who are like, get your ball off my fucking yard. <laughs> that is, this is the podcast to bitch and complain. <laughs> that is, that is, that should be our tagline. This is the podcast <laughs> to bitch and complain. <laughs> you got something to say? Since uh, Matt and Steve are old men complaining about the world, uh, come be nostalgic with us as we remember when things were better. And sometimes we'll bring out other people to bitch with us. <laughs> that's a long, that's a, that's a long. That's our tagline. That's the tagline. Yeah. No, it's good. It's I'm good. here for it. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, with all this, you know, the family going crazy, all this shit, uh, we stick the lamp in the attic. We have the kid believe the father's in it. And then basically we have everyone kind of like converge. We have girl who occasionally wears a bra is trying to unplug the lamp, turn on the light. I don't know what's happening. And then we have the mom who's like, hey, kids, stop being crazy. I can't afford the medical bills. And then the kid's like, dad's in the lamp. And then the lamp's like, fuck all of you. (laughs) And then grandma throws the lamp out the window. 
And then we get and then we get the uh, possessed cat and no Amityville cat sequel, which is very disappointing. That right. was That's my bullshit. note. I was really hoping for Amityville Five Evil Cat. Oh my god! Are you sure it's not the the you know DC Catwoman movie? <laughs> with Halle Berry? Is that the sequel? Lord knows that's a horror film. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you oh. for jumping right on top of where I was going to go with that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> you know, we mentioned in Amityville 3 renting Amityville over Amityville Horror, Amityville 3 over Amityville Horror. I would rent Catwoman over Amityville 4 any day of the week. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. That's <sighs> a tough one. That's a, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm right there know. with you. That's, I don't know where to go with that one. Do you go with just bad or boring? I feel like I go bad because at least it gets a reaction out of me. <laughs> yeah, at least yeah. I feel something, right? <laughs> yeah, there's uh, yeah, I would go Catwoman. There's a lot of uh, freaky deaky weirdness in that where like you got the cats puking on Holly Berry. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a little a little bit of kink weird in there. I'm yeah. here for it. <laughs> and then she decides to go with like the most sexualized Catwoman uniform ever. <laughs> Which is saying something. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> uh yeah, then you've got like a gyrating uh Sharon Stone villain. Come on. Come on. Yeah. yeah. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Guys, I kinda wanna watch Catwoman. <laughs> Yeah, but as soon as you start watching it, you'll be like, man, I got to get drunk for this shit. I know. I'm going to be like, what was I thinking? (laughs) I'm going to be hungover for Monday school class. (laughs) You guys only have one class, right? We're 10 kids of different ages all meet. Is that how school works nowadays? I don't know. Oh, absolutely. Yep, a little little farm prairie house. Everybody has their little chalkboards. K through 50. Yep. K through 50. Can you, uh, can I get my GED in here? Come on in. Come on yeah. in, buddy. Yeah. I'm kind of like the guy in office space. Nobody's fi- fired me yet, so I just do it in the basement. <laughs> I get a good show every day. <laughs> uh, just put up a camera. I'm sure it's not illegal in school, right? <laughs> nope. All right. Uh, I don't have anything behind the scenes in this movie. There is nothing online. This movie is a void. Yeah, I even, I like ran to my, my book about 80s horror made for TV and it literally was just like a little blurb synopsis. Like it happened. Yeah. There's the behind the scenes. It and this happened. is a book that we'll talk for like three hours about like the most ridiculous made for TV movies. It was just like, yep, it was there. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those just like you chose a lamp. Okay. All right. Moving on. Time to go to the museum. And the goddamn face in the lamp was so laughably <laughs> bad, dude. Like, could they have spent maybe like 10 more bucks on that? And maybe it wouldn't have been like, oh, it was so painful. Yeah, I feel like they just use like maybe something that didn't get used in Tales from the Crypt from HBO. And they're like, can we borrow that? And they're like, are you sure? Yes. Yes. I think that will work for our TV movie. <laughs> <laughs> on the museum. This is the second time I've had to reclaim my property from you. That belongs in a museum. So do you. This is the part of the show where we go out like Indy into the film jungle and bring something back. Something to our Amityville wing in the museum. We've done three. It's time for the fourth. The TV movie. This is the part that we've gotten to the wing. So I'm going to let our guests go first. What do you got for the museum, good or bad? Okay, I actually have something good to put in, despite the movie. So I'm putting in the scene where the handyman gets his hand all jacked up. 
Because that trope of putting your hand in the garbage disposal and like, oh, is it going to turn on? Is it going to turn on? And it's always just that like scare tactic and it never actually happens. The fact that A, it was a TV movie and B, they actually chopped up this fucker's hand. I'm putting that scene in the museum. Well, you know what's funny is uh, when the, the plumber or whatever comes, they have a hand come out. Yeah. A full hand. The hand's not jacked up at all. Yeah, and no. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> no, they went down to the like the Halloween store. They got a fake hand and they're like, ooh, it's his hand. <laughs> well, do you realize that was his right hand? So now he's got to use his left hand for, you know, taking care of business. Not if he kept in touch with the daughter. Oh, <laughs> yeah, She doesn't wear a bra, so he just needs to just maneuver that right up the shirt. Wow. He doesn't have to do any pesky business in the back with the whole unhooking thing, which P.S. has always impressed me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If a dude can unhook my bra with one hand while we're making out, super impressed. Wait, wait. Do you have one of those bras that has like three hooks? Yeah. Ah, damn it. Those yeah. are hard. Big boobs. Always has three yeah, hooks. Yeah, three hooks. Yeah. yeah I, I dated a girl with, as Sarah would call them, real bosoms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, which... A woman of substance, yeah. if you will. <laughs> the, the first time she said that, she's like, well, I have, I have boobs, but, you know, real boobs is when she has bosoms. This is true. So I dated a girl with bosoms, and they had three hooks. That fucking, I I couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. It's so hard. You got to use two hands. Yeah. No, that's why I said always impressed if it can be done with one hand. So, yeah, because I have, you know, Sarah talks about bosoms. I have, I would say what the kids call gazungas. (laughs) I think I I think that I'm in the gazungas category. Uh, So, yeah, always very impressed. Wow. Anyway, Marissa, what are you putting in the museum? So I'm going to take out my chopsticks like Mr. Miyagi. I'm going to catch one of those killer flies for y'all. And I'm going to put it in the museum. Because I am really sick of flies being a murder weapon in Abneyville movies. Like, just go and run out the room. You're good. Like, is anybody actually affected by the scenes with the flies? Because I got to tell you, for me, it's just kind of silly. No, I just say get some bug spray. Right. Like so I'm gonna I'm gonna take just one singular killer fly and I'm gonna put it in a little jar with a hole in the top and delicately place it on the shelf. <laughs> yeah, like I don't even remember the flies in this movie. They were only at the very beginning with the, the one priest. Like that's how he got into a coma. I was like Oh, I thought he was in the coma because the devil was in the lamp and he got like hit with devil power. I don't remember. Or was it the old guy and he died? From the, the flies. But there were flies at the beginning in the house. I remember the melting phone. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I watched this movie and I just forgot some things. It's gone. <laughs> that's called the, yeah, that's a defense mechanism. That's how we survive. <laughs> I just remember the wonky kid, the girl with no brawl, the mom who happened to be on the wrong side of 40, and the grandma going, fuck this lamp. Yikes. <laughs> And of course, her sister, who is actually the real star of this whole thing. Oh, 100% agree. How many people does it take to wrestle her to the floor, by the way? Because they have a really hard time getting her under control. I mean, she had three good jackets on at one time. She's got strength. She's been like a lot of weight's been carried on the shoulders. All right, uh, Matt, what do you got? Uh, Jackie took exactly what mine was going to be, the hand. Oh, uh, oh. <laughs> That was, I love, yeah, it, same reason that they went through with it. But I, I, I'm going to, I guess the next thing I'll take is, you know, they brought back the black goop and I'm, I'm here for it. I'm excited oh. that they decided to bring it back. Marissa, you call it tar, right? Yeah. Yeah, because I said, I was like, that's shit. <laughs> like, why do they have shit in there? Like, like, is, I know he's a plumber, so maybe he's going through the sewer line, but. 
That's just a pile of shit with a full hand in it. <laughs> I I went with goo, but it could be shit, could be tar. That's poop. That's poop. Who knows? Who knows? He called the shit poo. He called the, he called the poo shit. <laughs> I, I'm putting a lump of coal in this fucker. You can't choose the bad guy as a lamp. That is never gonna work. That is a fucking joke before I get a chance to write a joke. This movie killed my punchline. <laughs> but that means the lamp is in our museum now. So you just yeah. did that. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah. Mean... It's in the museum. It's a piece of shit. And I'm, I'm amazed. But it's there. When they were designing the lamp, I know they wanted it like, oh, well, you got to make it kind of funny because the sister's buying it. But maybe change the lamp when it gets in the house and then it turns demonic, weird looking. But <sighs> that lamp was so Oh, stupid. It's, it's really stupid. I had a good time talking about this film with the ghouls, but the slam is such a fucking joke. Oh, God, this whole film, yeah. No, I had I had fun, but man, this film was painful. This might have been the most entertaining movie to talk about. <laughs> it's a goddamn joke. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the lamp is permanently in the museum. Uh, part of me wanted to put in the ridiculousness of the... The demonic possession going to the cat. But I, I thought as a whole, let's go with the lamp. It was in it more. I toyed with putting the cat in too. Yeah. <laughs> so someone around, you know, who's writing the script and everything is like, wouldn't it be great? And you're like, oh, wow, really a cat? That's never been used before. <laughs> and someone was so sarcastic that the person who was writing it was like, yeah, right. It's a good idea. I'm going with it. Bye. No, he's joking. <laughs> all right ghouls this has been a fantastic time of basically you and i talking and matt going like i didn't have siblings <laughs> sorry matt no matt's the best he'll be fine <laughs> he's made out of 80s uh steel he doesn't matter <laughs> he I'm can fine. survive anyway. i'm fine Everything's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> Everything's burning around him. I'm fine. fine. Everything's Sorry, fine. fine. <laughs> uh, we all love you, Matt. Don't worry. I know. <laughs> Matt, if you're in a, an abusive relationship or in danger, blink twice. <laughs> <laughs> Tap on your microphone two times if Stephen has we'll hurt help you. you. Yeah, we'll help you. <laughs> I was going to say, he's like, Marissa, does she know that uh, you, can't, you can't see him? <laughs> but Jackie was there to save you. Tap twice. That's that's why I keep her around. By the way, if you tap twice, I'm going to come over there and beat you. Yeah, he's a lot closer than you guys are, so I think uh, I'm in trouble here. So I think what you're going to hear is done. <laughs> Just one tap. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. This, you know, it was a fantastic time. I, I love uh, bringing you on. Uh, you're always a good guest. We have a great time. And let the listeners know where they can uh, hear you and know what you do. Yeah, so um, don't forget to check us out at jerseyghouls.com. You could also check us out on any social, all of your favorite podcasting apps, as well as all social media platforms. Um, also, we are excited to be uh, in our debut stage of our newest podcast, Dark Kills Radio Presents, um, which is a little bit different. It's like kind of like an old-timey variety show, so check that out, too, all under the Jersey Ghouls umbrella at jerseyghouls.com. Awesome. Love it. A new podcast? Oh, no. Where am I going to fit you in? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I don't know how we're fitting ourselves in. Yeah. <laughs> no, did you do uh, the Ghouls on Monday morning and then Dark Hills Radio uh, Monday night? All right. That works. Anything to avoid real work. 
That's yeah, right. Absolutely. Especially on Mondays. That day sucks. <laughs> Seriously. That day is the haunted lamp of the week. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, thank you for coming on. And we're going to come back next week to wrap up the Amityville franchise review. We're only doing five because, you know, we're, we don't want to damage our brains. We're only human. It's been something so far. I can't believe it. We've had fantastic guests. Surprisingly, all female guests, and that was not planned, uh, but it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having us, guys. Yeah, it's, it's I mean, uh, stay tuned for Amityville. Well, no, the, the returns to the title, The Amityville Curse, which is one of the hardest VHSs to find. Wow, really? I got lucky, and then Matt finally bought it for a decent price online, didn't you? Yeah, I had to eBay that one as well. Never saw that one in a store, so. It was a Vidmark release, but it was also restricted because it has a kid hanging herself. Uh, At least that's what people thought on the cover. So it got basically rejected by a lot of video stores. Wow. And so that cut into the numbers. But I think mostly it was a Vidmark release that just didn't believe in the movie. And then add on top, you know, kind of. I don't know, I guess, controversy of it. Have you heard of that, Matt? The controversy of the, the hanging kid? I, I just knew there was. I don't know the story, though. I just know there's a controversy. There's like a reason that, yeah, this movie is like sort of buried. So, but I don't know. So I'm excited to do the podcast because you'll inform me and I'll, I'll know all about it. <laughs> I really yep. think they missed an opportunity to just do Amityville 5, That Darn Cat. But yeah. I'm, yeah, but other than that, I'm, I'm sad. I kind of want to watch it now. <laughs> it would be a great Disney film for Nickelodeon. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> We're writing movies. We can do it, folks. We can do it. We can make some extra money. But okay, come back next week. So we wrap up the Amityville Horror. We also talk about the whole franchise so far, what we've actually watched and uh, subject our eyes to. That should be fun. And you can catch Jersey Ghouls. Find them. Just, just. Search jerseygools.com or no, I'm sorry, Google Jersey Girls. You'll find them. Jersey Ghouls, not girls. If you do the girls, you might find something else. And, yeah, you know. yeah, I'm pretty sure that site's way different than ours. Yeah. <laughs> as much boob talk, though. <laughs> I would say yeah. just as much. <laughs> take, take five minutes. You'll be quick. See Jersey Ghouls, then come back for Jersey Ghouls. That's right. Because <laughs> no one's watching the whole movie. <laughs> We got a lot of one one minute commandos here. All right, one minute, it's gone. Maybe two, two and a half. If you're if you're nervous, uh, this is what we bring to the podcast, folks. Come back next week. <laughs> it's always classy here. <laughs> yeah. And remember to be kind and rewind. <laughs>